Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, order yourself a box, and you'll be blown away. Hey everybody, welcome back uh, to the Halloween edition of Ike Live. Everybody be back here in the studio in just a minute. Just want to update some of you guys. Bash University is going to Mexico. See? The land of the 10-pounders, BTC. And uh, and there's still time. There's still time. Book your flights. Come on down. We still got a few places at Anglers Inn. Uh, go to thebashuniversity.com. Check it out. And um, you can find all the information you need. We're, I'm looking forward to going down there. Uh, Fred Rombanis is going to be down there. We're going to be filming uh, Giant Bait. Uh, what a cool place to be doing that. It, it is. You know? I was going. Ah. Not allowed. Well, there, there are space available. Come on space down. Space available. <laughs> <laughs> you use all the funding that you generate through your production of the show. Yeah, and that's enough to get me a uh, bus ticket home. <laughs> Woo! Woo! You see these belts? Woo! I'm the greatest of all times. Woo! Welcome back. Woo! Rolex wearing. Woo! <laughs> Drive nothing but Mercedes Benz. Woo! Cadillacs. Woo! Last time I took a commercial airline. Can't even remember. Woo! <laughs> Space Mountain riding. Woo! <laughs> all right, we're back. Why why didn't Ric Flair interview Hulk Hogan? Hogan? <laughs> why did why didn't that happen? The that Flair, that would have been the fun. Flair tapped out right on that. Yeah. He tapped out. Uh let me remind everybody watch tonight. This is the Ike Live Halloween special and we are in the 1980s wrestler wardrobes tonight. Uh shout out to everybody watching. Uh, we want to hear from you. We appreciate your feedback. Please hit us up on the IM right there next to your screen. If you're watching on Facebook, you can send us a message there. It's Ike Live, L-Y-V-E, show on Facebook. Or hop on over to IkeLive.com and uh, way better interaction. Yeah, we had uh, we had Sergeant Slaughter on the IM board for a little bit. We did. That was, that was awesome. People seem to really like it. People seem to love that. Mm-hmm. People seem to love it. Uh, I... I'm going to do uh, – we got a couple updates, Bri, before Caleb comes on. Is that okay? Like maybe like two or three? That would be fine, Michael. That's okay. Um, I did want to update everybody, Pete, on uh, some of the Ike Foundation stuff, but I want Elizabeth to help me with it. Where's Elizabeth at? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Elizabeth must be pulling, <laughs> pulling her dress to <laughs> take a leak or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me remind everybody watching uh, – if you're interested in subscribing to Mystery Tackle Box, use the promo code Ike Live and you get. Yeah. What? <laughs> $20 off your first. That, that might be dead now. I don't, uh, I don't know where we're at. They switch the darn promotions all the time. All right. It's tough to keep up with. You're going to save a lot of money. But, but they're running a promotion on, on some hats right now. Hats? Yeah, some MTB hats and uh, rep your water. All right. <laughs> also, uh, O'Meals, amazing product. Uh, we, we've seen them here on the show. We've also seen them on BU. Go over to O'Meals.com. Use Ike17. 30% off your order over there at O'Meals. Flambeau, uh, anything. This is a this is a good one, Bri. Anything on the Flambeau website. Anything. Anything. I'm talking tackle storage, tackle boxes, bags, decoys. Go to the hunting Hunting. side. Rod storage. Pete, you just bought a bazooka, too. I have a bazooka. For your Mexico trip. Mm-hmm. Go over there to the Flambeau website. Use the promo code IKELIVE, and you get a big savings. Stuff. 20% off. 20% off your entire order. Uh, and once again, Tackle Warehouse, if you spend over $50, use the promo code IKELIVE, and you get free shipping. Or just tell people about it and 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 then order fifty dollars and right. Ship it to you. All right, now Elizabeth is back. Elizabeth, before we get Caleb on, I want to I'd like to talk a little bit about the Ike Foundation, um, and we have made official, Pete. This is this is interesting. Listen to this. We've made official some dates, and the ticket windows are open already, which is great. I love that ticket windows are open this early for the Ike Foundation events. Tell tell us what what. They're all open now, right? What, what can everybody... Just about everything is open. So, February 2nd for... Am I on? Touch it with your lips. I'm like eating the okay, thing. Okay, that's for good. For goodness sake. All right, I can hear you. 
Um, February. Oh, I can hear myself. I don't yeah. think you had me on, Brian. No, you right. didn't. Uh, February 2nd is the scholarship dinner. So everybody come out. It is a fun night. We have a way bigger venue this year. We had no idea what kind of turnout we were going to get last year, and everyone came. We had fun, and we were full. I'm looking forward to coming this and year. And Ric Flair broke his mic. <laughs> All right, we'll fix that in a That's second. That's bad. Anyways. It was a blast, and wow. we filled up the place, and there was more people that wanted to come, and we had to turn them away because we were at, we were over occupancy. Don't tell. Um, so, anyways, much bigger place. We're gonna have a lot of fun, but every single dollar that we make from that event goes straight to those scholarships. Um, awesome. So, super excited about that. So you can go online if you want to apply for the scholarship. It is open. It is up. People what's what's can... the deadline uh, to apply? That's a great question. We also always go out. After after the uh, banquet too, so make sure you have alternate transportation. Yeah, well, we here's the time. great thing this year. Here's the great thing this year about the working? Ike Live You're Beef welcome. and Beer. Did you mention where it's at? So it's at the Centerton Country Club. Yes. And Centerton Country Club also has a restaurant on restaurant site. Restaurant and bar right and on, bar site. on site. So Mike we're going to just kind of move karaoke over. Night. Karaoke I don't night. know if it's karaoke, it is but karaoke they night. do have a bar till like 2 a.m. So <laughs> when the event's okay. over, we just literally walk down a hallway. Sure. Who knows? Maybe maybe if someone makes a big enough solo donation to the Ike Foundation, Jarka Meffrey might sing a song. Wow. <laughs> I like it. Some Barry Manilow. But here's, but here's an announcement for an announcement. One of the things, fun things that we are looking to potentially do for those people who were across the country and can't come to New Jersey for this event, Pete and I are kind of throwing around the idea of doing some sort of live, you know, on-site thing. Either have like it be... Like a simulcast? Like, be you there, yeah. you know, kind of letting everyone know what's going on. Maybe we can broadcast live. Exactly. And here's another fun thing that we thought about. Fun for all those people who are, say, in California or Oregon or Hawaii or wherever you might be and you're watching Ike Live. And you want to donate to these kids who have given back through the outdoors in some sort yeah. of way... And we're trying to award them with a scholarship that the average kid doesn't get because scholarships aren't really made for the outdoors kid. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a place on our website now, the IkeFoundation.org, where you can actually specify that you want your donation to go specifically to the scholarship fund, which means 100% of what you put there goes. There's There's no fees. There's no... You know, administration fees. It goes directly to. So I got a story for I got a story for the two of you guys. I haven't told you yet. So when when the Iconellis have the foundation event, they have it at a lake that's two blocks away from where I live in Audubon. Kids tournament. Yeah. And what's cool is you guys gave a unique looking rod out to kids. Yeah. I've since seen that rod in two different kids' hands on two different bodies of water since then. Wow. That's awesome. Very cool. Very Absolutely, cool. man. Like, you know, kids fishing on the dock. Yeah. We belong to a swim a swim club in Washington Township. Saw a kid with an Ike Live, an, I mean, an Ike Foundation rod there, yeah. and at the lake where you had the event, because you wow. know, I walked that lake a lot. Yeah. You know, you're gonna yeah. you're, you're gonna Very see cool. it on Bash University, uh, on the Bash University Basics. Basics. Where I uh, where that, I, I was I did yeah. an episode where I teach uh, taught people how to you know cast a spin cast yeah. rod and reel, and I I yeah. used uh, I borrowed uh, Jake's. A rod that he got for, That's from awesome. that event. And, that's uh, awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, and speaking of the kids' event, kids' fishing event. Yep, so that's May 12th. May 12th this Same year. Same lake. Same place, Haddon Lake yep. uh, in Audubon, Mount Ephraim, right on the border there. Uh, and we've got a big announcement. Uh, we're going to be stocking the lake this year. Really? Which is very exciting. Wait, uh what? Yeah, so we're basically the week before the kids' event. We're going to be in conjunction with the uh, New Jersey Fishing Game. You have to get a permit. You know they have to make sure everything's good. In conjunction with New Jersey Fishing Game, we're basically paying to have the lake stocked. So this is another really cool thing. Like the theory of this foundation as it grows is to do this all throughout the country. You know, going to these lakes where the fishing's kind of, eh, you know. So we're we're we're, we've kind of because of the price. Snakeheads? No, listen to this. <laughs> listen Gobies. to this. It, this it's a it's Asian carp. Yeah, and, and this is like live, so we'll just be totally real with everybody. Uh, Becky and all the wonderful uh, uh, ladies she works with, the Ike Foundation, called the state. And the state's like, oh, my God, this is great. 
man, yeah, we're we're interested. We'll help you. We'll help you get the permits. But we don't do that kind of stuff anymore. They don't have because the funding we to, to our stock. our funding got pulled yeah. to do stocking. And and I mean, you know, again, this is kind of where that politics falls mm-hmm. into it. And you know, so here we are paying all these license fees. And so you know, so he's like, well, we'll give you information on these places where you can purchase them yourself. So they called up and they're all excited because I want to stuck bass, right? You know, I, you know that's kind of our background and we sure. want to put bass in this thing. Go ahead, back, do it. Six to twelve inch or eight to twelve inch bass or six to ten inch bass? Well, you need to stock eight to ten. Eight inch to ten bass. inch bass. How much a piece? Come I on. I think they were like eight or, roll, eight or nine dollars a piece. Ah! Oh my God, what a racket, dude! Why don't yeah. we open up a bass farm? Mm. Just think about it. Forget right. the show. Let's get a bass farm. Dude, trout <laughs> weren't much cheaper. Catfish were sub- significantly cheaper. They were a few dollars And bluegill were your cheapest sto- stockable fish. They were about two apiece. $2, like $2 apiece. Well, oh, the, the, it's bill? insane. God. It's insane. Well, uh, the reason the reason for the price, I guess, is in order f- – it's a year, I guess, for a fish to get 8 to 10 inches. Yeah. Right. Right? I mean, so you the, could get them smaller, but what's the point? Yeah, so the point right. for we us is to, 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 catch to stock them, okay. yeah. you know, three to five days in, in on the front side of the event to have these fish caught. Uh. Yeah. But, here, but here's no, the ultimate no. goal. So we're, we're doing a mix of, of bass, catfish, and bluegill. Yeah, but we're going to do warm water species. But our goal is to do this every single year. Right. So yeah. as the years go on and we keep going back to Haddon Lake and these kids get to keep coming, yeah. there's more and more fish. There's a healthy yeah. habitat for them to come yeah. back. Yeah. And to. and again, this is, you know, something we're going to do start doing all over the country, but you know when you hit that donate button, it's it's there's a lot more. It's going to go to rods and reels to kids. It's going to go to scholarships. It's also going to go now to stocking programs. So, you know, it's good. It's good shit. The like, things you learn as you go. Yeah. You're like you're like the you're like the Helen Keller of bass fishing, man. <laughs> <laughs> How about the Mother Teresa? Yeah, Mother Teresa of bass fishing. Uh, all right, let's let's keep all it right, moving. So let's move along. So that's May, one more, May 12th. Yeah, May 12th, kids event. That ticket window is not open. That's a free event, but we you do have to sign up because right. we we cap that event. That's not open yet. That'll be open at the beginning of the year. The big event, our the grand finale. This is the big one. Hit us, Becky. So um, July 21st is the Ike Celebrity Pro Am, and the ticket window for the boating event is open. Um, it is not open for the kayak division yet, but we are going to have a kayak division that that'll be a few weeks. But the boating division, if you sign up right now before January 31st, the boat price, if you're fishing out of your own boat. Is four hundred and fifty dollars, which means if you have three people on a boat, it's one hundred fifty dollars per person. Cheap, cheap. After Sign January thirty first, the price goes up to six hundred, and then it will again go up to seven fifty, which right. is what it it caps off at. Commit early, yeah. yeah. Nope. But commit early. They're also, we're selling the tickets for the dinner already. Those are seventy five dollars a ticket, um, but before January thirty first, they're fifty dollars ahead. So yeah. if you sign up a boat, that that's part of you know what you're buying with the boat but if you want to bring a spouse or whatever get the tickets now they're $50 yeah, I didn't know that last year I signed up and bought a ticket nice <laughs> well, we you, brought Mel well, that, yeah, no I signed I bought her a ticket and I bought myself a ticket but I didn't know when I signed up that I bought a ticket well Dave think, well, but, but, think of it this way think of it this way you're paying for two of the bass that we're going to yeah. stock. Yeah, yeah. Bass, a bass and a catfish. <laughs> <laughs> and half of a bluegill. we got a half the bluegill. The minute it hits the water, a water turkey's just going to pop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're also going to pay JT Kenny to come shoot all the water turkey. Yeah. All right, wait. I have one last out. thing to tell you about the Ike Celebrity Pro-Am on July 21st. We are also going to have a high school challenge. So more information about this coming. Yeah, this is exciting. But during the day, on the plaza, you know, we've got all the free, fun kid stuff. We're also going to have this, this, you know, high school challenge, and it's all going to be like a skills challenge. So any high school that has a team or any group, a high school group that just wants to create a group to come. Casting challenge. It's going to be casting skills, but on land. Right. Yep. And it's okay. it's going to be a, a a cool cool event for how, those guys. How many young men, approximately? 
As, as many sign up, we'll make it work. Jark, Jark keeps popping in out of nowhere. Jark or Zark. This is so weird. This is so weird. All right. Uh, thank you for the update, Elizabeth. Uh, I, I'm excited. I This is, Pete, uh, a big part of the show for me uh, to get this next guy on the phone. And it, it's special to me also because, Brian DeCarpenter, I don't know if you knew this, but I was a winner of the the Bass Federation Nationals, is what it was called back then. Right. Way, 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 way back in 1998, I won this event in Louisiana. That's right. So, on the Red River. Th- yes, on the Red River. So this is pretty <laughs> pretty awesome to have this come full circle. Excited to have this guy on the oh phone. Uh, joining us now, live wow. via Skype, is the recent Bass Nation winner, from Lake Hartwell, <laughs> Caleb Summerall, everybody. <laughs> Caleb. <laughs> Who's that with you? Oh, this is my counterpart, Sting. Hey, <laughs> wow. Man. NWO, Sting. 90s. Wow. Yeah. We didn't get the actual 80s memo, so, like, I'm 30. I just went back as far as I actually realized. It's one of the first restaurant I thought I liked. Oh, my so, God. Sergeant Slaughter, what do you think about this? Sergeant I Slaughter. My, I got my Autism Austin shirt, my Autism Austin shirt, and my buddy's staying here. NWO, Sting, though. <laughs> this, this is Daryl Gleason with the Lady Ben Guide Service. I'll Lady Ben Guide Service. Woo! Sergeant so Slaughter. On his, on his next guide trip, is he going to look like that when somebody books a guide trip? I'm, from- I'm honestly considering just wearing this, like, <laughs> taking pictures right now. It's probably the greatest night of her life. But I would think maybe I'll show up to my guide trip tomorrow morning like this, and anyone pulls in on the hole, I could just stand there and point at him. <laughs> That'd be scary as hell. Baseball bat off the shoulder. Yeah. That's intimidating. Wow. No more Slaughter, yeah. what do you think about this, Slaughter? Not my generation. <laughs> looks like looks like Kiss met Gandhi. For Christ's sakes. Oh my god. Oh my god. You know, Pete, this is a good idea. You could dress like super scary, like hey. at opens and stuff, and no one's underwater. Oh, oh nice. That was it. Mike, you missed it. Oh. Mike, you missed it. People would throw uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin beers in the stage. Oh. And someone just threw him a beer. Oh, yeah. Guys been planning that all night. You're oh, sitting there man. fixing your banana hammock. Oh, dude. <laughs> my ball <laughs> fell out as I was talking. I was oh, trying to rearrange man. myself. Or the overflow. I saw. I saw it, man. Good job on that. My mic's getting limp too. I got to keep getting lower and lower. Yeah, you see we, this thing? Yeah, no, I gotta. We gotta fix that. God damn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, I, I'm glad both of you guys are joining us tonight. I, I'm excited for you, man. Have we're are we a week out or two weeks out? Have you come down yet from this high? It's got to be pretty oh, unbelievable. It's starting to kind of sink in. Everybody's been asking me that. It's starting to kind of settle in, and I'm starting to kind of realize what what went down, man. It's it's truly unbelievable and incredible. I I just if you'd have told me what would have went down before practice started, before before the derby started, I would have told you you were silly and. It was just one of those practices, you know. Yeah. Now was I had read somewhere that your practice kind of sucked, but you got just a little bit of information that led you to something that developed in the tournament. And Pete, we talk about this all the time. Doesn't matter what you do in practice. In fact, that hurts you sometimes right. when you catch them in practice. Can't lead you astray. But when you develop it during the event, that's the deal. Talk a little bit about that for for guys watching and listening that don't know the story. So, it was really just like you know, friends talking, you know, hey man, Jamie Jamie Lesh Old uh, Louisiana buddy, make state team. We fished the uh, national together. We were rooming close to each other, and he was just telling me the story about how he caught him in 2008 for the classic that he qualified to fish, and how he was he got on a good fluke bite, and uh, but it had to be cloudy for him, and and I had threw a fluke some in practice, but I, I really couldn't get bit, but it was always bluebird skies and, and bright sunny skies, and and opening day of the tournament, it was about 10 o'clock, and this just a cloud came over and it was it blocked the sun out and I picked up a fluke and within four or five casts I hooked up with a good keeper and caught another veteran my veteran of the day on the the back to back cast and it I didn't have any clouds in the forecast for the rest of the tournament 
but I kind of put it together that maybe I could get a couple key bites early in the morning with the lower light conditions. And it most definitely played out into to give me a couple key bites later on in the tournament, first thing in the morning, when I did get to that spot. Wow. That's that's the ultimate scenario, Pete. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, figuring that out, it, it, there was – this tournament was about schooling fish. And uh, and I've been in these tournaments where, you know, in order to get the better than average size fish, yeah. you got to catch the schoolers. Right. And, um, and I tell you, one of the things that was so cool about this – is uh is your use of your boat uh <laughs> to activate the school of fish and uh i read about that um I mean, describe describe that to everybody listen because people might hearing this for the first time they're like what in the world are you talking about how <laughs> how did how, how did yeah. your boat activate the fish to bite so you know it's no secret you were fishing either a shoal a point a high spot or something like that and it, it seemed to me that whenever you got off pad and stepped down, pick up your trolling motor, fish would activate and start schooling. Um, but in one, one, I think it was the second day of the tournament, I actually came off pad on top of the shoal where they had about five to six foot of water, and I watched the shad scatter and the fish just ignited and it, it got crazy. And I don't think I caught a fish that were that were kind of broken up a little bit, but after things calmed down. I kind of trolled off the spot a little bit where I knew the fish were sitting on the deeper end, start my boat boat up, and I make another circle, and I get off pad in that general area again with my rod ready, and I could fire off a cast when they would start schooling almost immediately. And it was, it was like clockwork for the first six or seven times. So cool. That, that's, that's amazing. That's I, so cool. I, now, back this is going to be hard to believe, but back in 96, I, on the invitationals, I drew out with Kevin. Um, Kevin Van Dam and we were fishing for uh, schools of fish. They weren't busting on the surface like for you, but they were subsurface. And uh, the first it was the first time I've ever seen it. This yeah. is over 20 years ago. He would we would when the school wasn't active, he would run zigzag patterns right over top of the school, blowing as, as hard of a, a prop wash yeah. onto that school of fish as he could, and then turn around, put the trolling motor down, and fire right into that prop wash. Wow! Uh, to to catch and activate those fish, and um and and you know it's it's such a rare situation to, to be. But 20 years ago, this was just being developed, and uh, you know here here you used it to to win the tournament. Uh, I wonder you know I wonder what's next that we're going to figure out. I know the the hydro wave activates the school, but yeah. uh but man, a lot of people a lot of people pull up. They put the trolling motor down as quiet as they can. Yeah. And uh and think differently. You know about how to how to trigger those certain strikes. situations. That's not the right thing to do. Have you have you ever done it with your boat? I have. I've done it one time uh, on a neighboring lake. That's a herring lake. Um, mm-hmm. That is Clark's Hill. I yeah. did the same exact thing. But this is when the herring are spawning on top of those long points. And I did the same thing. And gosh, I had a top I had a top twelve in that event doing the same thing. In the morning, you didn't have to do it. But as the day wore on. You had to use your boat to activate the school, so it's a really cool deal. It doesn't happen a lot, but when it happens, it's amazing. Yeah, hard to practice. That. Yeah, Caleb, go through. I I want to get off the technique a little bit, and I want to start talking about uh, your emotions. I want I want to start talking about the feeling, especially on the last day. And you know, I I, I was following it all three days, but the last day, I couldn't stop following it. The problem is, dude, the blog. For the for the bass thing <laughs> was like horrible. Yeah, it was horrible. So I'm having to text my homie that's in the boat out there, you know, watching you guys to get like inside information on who's catching what. Because I'm I'm into it. This is this is a big tournament for me to watch you guys do this. But I, I know there was a lot of ups and downs on that last day. Take us a little bit through the last day and the emotional side of it. Going. From you know starting the day all the way through that ride back to weigh in. Talk a little bit about that. Okay, uh, I, I was that was probably the most pumped up blast off that I was I was prepared for. I, I really thought I could get a good morning bite. I thought I had that fluke deal figured out, so I was really pumped up to get out there and 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 start my day. And I got out there and probably my third cast into the day, I jumped off on a solid three to three and a half pound fish coming mm-hmm. to the boat. Thought I had a good hook in her. She just comes off. And that kind of set the pace for the day. I lost several key side bites throughout that day before I even had a keeper in the boat. And, you know, the plan was to go into the day was just 
catch a limit, try to ensure my spot in the classic, and then go from there. And as you know, lunchtime approached, I found myself trying to catch those schoolers that I knew were big fish, but the, the chances of catching five in a day were were few and far between, and, and it was it was hard to do. But I I just I found myself sitting on those fish trying to catch those schoolers and. At about one o'clock, I think I was sitting on a pound and a quarter fish, one keeper in the box. Wow. And I really felt like my classic hopes were dwindling. I, I wasn't even thinking about winning the tournament at that point. And I knew there was a, a, a local tournament going on lower in the lake and there wasn't that much pressure maybe further up the lake. So I took off and I ran almost back towards the launch. And, uh, I'll, in between that run, I stopped on a few places and lost another three plus pounder and a four plus pounder on the way to the boat. Just one of those, those bikes that you just know that actually, if, if I don't, if nothing goes, if this tournament doesn't work out, execution was the nail in the coffin for me. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's hard to come back from that. And there's no way to explain how you feel after you lose that many bites on the last day, knowing that you probably had the bites to make something happen and you didn't execute. Yeah. I get to that last spot and, and I catch one on the first cast. It was, it was a solid two and a quarter. It was my second fish. And dude, I went insane. That fish took so much weight off of my shoulders. And before I even touched my trolling motor again, they started schooling. And it was, it was some keeper spots, but in five to six casts, I put a limb in the boat. And that just calmed me down so much. And I think I maybe had an hour, hour and a half left to go in the day. And, uh, and I took off back down to, towards my big schoolers that I, not, when I had a limit. And I got down there, and I stopped for 15 to 20 minutes, and nothing busted, and nothing was happening. And I'm like, you dumbass. You just had – you just let fish biting on every cast to come down here where it wasn't working for you for the rest of the day. So I took off and ran 15 minutes back toward the launch, and uh, I was able to cull up a couple more times and uh, – you know, the whole time I'm checking in, I'm looking for the leader. I'm looking for the leader, and, and, and I don't see him. And I'm looking over my shoulder to see if he's coming around the corner, and I never saw him. And I think we were doing it 3.30, and uh, I see him at 3.30. And a uh, cameraman for Bass jumped in my boat to to interview me. And uh, I told myself I was not going to look at Bass track until the weigh-in was over. And I knew I had about a, you know eight-pound limit in the boat. And uh, he, he's like, so you had a good day, man. It looks, it looks bass track show. You had a good day. I was like, no, I had quite the horrible day. Stay the truth. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I lost so many fish today, man. He's like, well, bass track show. You had a good day. And I kind of looked at him a little funny and I was like, well, I wasn't going to look, but I am now. And I opened up bass track and that's when I first seen it. It showed me in the lead by three pounds. And I couldn't tell, I can't tell you that, that first initial feeling. And, and I knew I couldn't get my hopes up too much because it is bass track and it's rough estimated weights. And I didn't want to, but seeing that I had a shot was just unbelievable. And I idled over to the leader for that day. And, and that's when he told me he had one fish and that it was wide open. Wow. And yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot, man. You know, it, to, to, to fish that, you know, as you know, it's a two-year road to make to make it to that tournament. Yeah, you, you have your state qualifiers and then your regional tournament and then the actual national tournament, and you're competing from a guy from 47 states and, and nine countries, I believe it is, or 10 countries. I mean, it's a it's it's just not easy to get to that one tournament. You know, it's 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 you know, it's the was the weekend warriors classic is the way I looked at it. Yeah, and and. You know, you give it everything you got, and you know, I recently went through some some changes with my job. I, I lost my job in August, and I I was talking to my wife about this deal, and you know, we were talking about, hey, look, this is this tournament. I'm going to be all in for this tournament. If something happens and and we win it, it's going to open up a ton of doors for us. So I had I had that kind of pressure sitting on me too, but in in to to have it all pay off and and start thinking about. How much my life could possibly just change by winning this one tournament? It that that I couldn't hold that emotion in, man. It was just it was more than I could handle. It was an awesome feeling. That, that's awesome. I man, I I as you were talking, it's funny, Pete. I I'm like remembering back to the year that I won this event, and and a lot of the same stuff was going on. I had a little bit of a comeback. There was a guy from Delaware winning. 
he he kind of fell off the last day. I remember a lot of these same emotions you're talking about, and and the expectations and the anxiety and the you know it's 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 pretty heavy stuff, man. And you hit it on the head. I want to remind everybody um, this is absolutely the hardest way to make the Bassmaster Classic. Maybe not as hard as I made it this year by letting James <laughs> Elam have to win for me. But outside of that, it is the hardest way. To make the classic is through is, is that the still, federation. Do you think that that's still I, true? I I think it is from the standpoint of the sheer number of people that you have to go through. Now, when I fished it, there was one federation. There wasn't an FLW right. and a Bass. There were more, maybe a bigger number of competitors. But even now, mm-hmm. dude, you got to peel through so many dudes from from different divisions and different states just to get an opportunity right. to get to to this tournament. So. I'd say it is. I'd say it's one of the hardest ways to make it. And I'm in, I'm interested in that because the federation when you won it was was awesome. It was it was as big as the classic, the the federation yeah. national. That was televised on TV. It was it was crazy. The, Bob Cobb, the participation and enthusiasm for that tournament, and I I wanted to be, come back to that. You know, I mean, I think I think it uh, I think the sport needs it. And yeah. um, I think it's awesome that you participated in the Federation down in Louisiana. I, how is the Federation down there? Or do, do you guys have a big organization, a big group down there? I think that year we had uh, with 85 to 95 boats in our qualifiers. Wow. Wow. So, That's big. That's strong. Yeah. That's strong. Uh, let me remind everybody watching, we want to hear from you. We've got Caleb Summer on, winner of the recent Bass Nation. Eric Lewinsky. I know we got some questions coming through. What do you got for us? Yeah, first of all, I think there's something we need to address. Someone said it looks like Sting wants to knock out Ric Flair right now. Care to oh. comment on that? Either one of you? I'm just trying to stay in character. NWO Sting really didn't talk a lot of trash. He just pointed from the Raptors a lot. <laughs> <laughs> trying to focus on character. I'm kind of like Caleb's hype man here. Hype. Uh, <laughs> any of you guys mess with him this year on tour? <laughs> Just know, when you get back to the ramp, I could be there. What 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 watch you wearing? What watch you have on tonight? It's not a Rolex, is it? Sting, <laughs> I'm wearing a watch. That's a pretty good Actually, costume, man. He's awesome. Yeah. Three sixteen. He honestly doesn't need any backup. He's Woo. a bad dude. Woo. Woo. I, I love that he's like <laughs> creepily sitting in the back. Yeah, I, love yeah. That. I do. Oh, it's ghoulish. Yeah, I like that too. All right. Yeah. I wonder how. My, okay, Eric. Right, on a more serious note, <laughs> now that you're in the Elite Series, is there a particular body of water that you're looking forward to the most? But wait a minute. Hold on. That question yeah. assumes that you're fishing the yeah. Elite Series. Would you like to comment on this? Are you going to fish? Because, Pete, by winning this event, the winner gets an Elite invite. So and, I And they also get an $18,000 credit for entry fees. Is wow. That, is that right? That's, that's awesome. Get the F out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good start. That's a good start, kind of. Hey, guys. It's, it's, it's a good start. Hey, it's Jerk Meffries. You know, we talked the other night, and I tried to get you an accountant, but finally somebody's <laughs> giving these guys financial support. I'm going to finally hear that, but that's not enough. <laughs> wow. That might pay for one-third of a tournament. Wow. Thank you, Jerk. Uh, yeah. Caleb, you going to fish? I'm there. Whoa! Wow! Right. Wait, I'm yeah. still wondering about this credit. So credit. Like, so when do you start paying? Okay, so you have to, it comes up the back end of the tournaments to make sure you fish all of them. The way John Stewart uh, explained it to me is that it, it comes up the last three tournaments. Okay. So you still have to front the first like three or four. That's payments. correct. Wow. That's correct. yeah. So they don't want to give you your money in case you back out halfway through the season. Right. Yep. Right. That's pretty smart. Yeah. Oh, That's pretty hey. smart from Bass. That's pretty smart from Bass. <laughs> 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 hey. 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 I see you, Bass. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Is Sting helping you out with the first half? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Sting is going to – Caleb is actually in his off time between now and then is going to start doing a little guiding for me on Toledo, Ben, and Rayburn. Excellent. Guiding me. And so he's going to be funding a lot of it himself as long – and as well, of course, he's he's reaching out to some sponsors and things like that. He's got some things happening. 
Yeah, but it's it is a lot of pressure because you won two weeks ago and they're asking you for money a week from now. That's tough, man. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. They actually it's uh I have till November twenty first to make up to make my decision is the date they gave me. So it's hmm. it's a little bit further, but yeah, it's November twenty first is the official date that I have to give my official Elite Series decision. Well, so are, what are you doing between now and then? Have you uh, contracted with Professional Edge or to get sponsors? <laughs> or, are you, yes, somebody, I, I might need their number. Are they interested? <laughs> now, my question is, if you pay the full amount up front, do you still get the couple grand off? Yes. Yes. It, it, it works Minus out just the as 18. if the 16th. I'm sorry? Minus the 18. Minus the 18. Yeah, so potentially you can save. You, you're 20, saving $21,000. That's pretty good. Becky's like, we need to get that deal for us. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll go back and fish the Federation again next year, Becky. You, you need to do that. I'll do that. I was going to retire anyway, so now I'll retire and go back and fish the Federation. It's perfect. <laughs> I love, you, know what, you know what I love about this spot? Kale, this is Dave, by the way. Congratulations on your win. Thank I, you, buddy. I wonder how many people like me that aren't like diehard, bleeding fans of sport. Yeah. Like I root for two spots every classic. I root for whatever number you get, and I root for whoever wins that Federation Definitely. Championship. Yep. Ever since Brian Kershaw. Yeah. I wonder how many guys actually – like I will look and see where this dude is this year. And for yeah. if he competes in the elites just because he won that one event. Yeah. Right. Well, that, that that's an interesting fact. I mean, you're going to have a lot of people riding your shoulders this year. You know, at that at the Classic and at the Elites. I mean, that's a big thing. You know, you're – you're representing every regular dude out there. You're representing the name Brian Kershaw, which has tremendous amount of meaning in the sport. Uh, I mean, you know, I, you know, I, I just, I think back to the Top Rod days yeah. when all that was going down. We looked at Kershaw and those guys making the classic. That the was Federation. our guy, dude. That yeah. was our dude. Yeah. That was our man. Yep. Well, you're going to be the dude for a lot, a lot of people this year. Is that, does that feel like a lot of pressure? Does that freak you out? It. It, it does, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm going fishing. Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm going fishing, and I got to keep telling myself that. And I'm, I'm going for five, and at the end of the day, and and you you go fishing from there, and you know, you know your motto: you just got to fish the moment, and and that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to try to keep keep t- telling myself that. I'm not going to let people like. Uh, Mike Iaconelli intimidate me or Kevin Van Dam. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, I'm just going fishing. That's that's the way I'm going to try to approach the season. It's a good attitude. Yeah. All right, so getting back to Eric's question, and it was, which Elite Series event are you looking forward to next year? This, I, I'm telling you, I was the first thing I thought about when I when I had the invite was, man, where's last year's schedule? <laughs> this, right. Or this schedule, should I say? Right. I mean, you know, honestly, I, I'm I'm kind of excited to get to um, maybe Chesapeake Bay, Lake Logan Martin, um, Grand Lake could be another. Any, anytime that I don't have to force myself to be offshore, I yeah. feel like I can I can learn the offshore deal. But I feel like my strengths are shallow, and and that's where I want to be. So any shallow water event is is probably the ones that I'm going to be looking forward to. Uh, being, being from Louisiana, do you have uh, title experience? Title experience, we do, but it's not four to five foot tide swings. Mm-hmm. That I did learn that lesson this year on the James River. Um, actually, my 140th place finish, but uh, <laughs> Chesapeake's yeah. only a couple feet. It's not, yeah. it's not as much. Two to four. Okay, so it's yeah. not as bad. That's it's great. Two to so four. Our, yeah. our our tide swings on a full moon vary from six inches to a foot and a half, mm-hmm. and you know. You have a couple tides in a day or one tide in a day, so it'll be similar. Yeah, excellent. What else you got, E? Have you ever been to the classic? I I got to watch Ryan. I'm actually good buddies with Ryan Levine, and I made it a point to go watch him blast off on the second day last year, and and that was the first classic that I had been to personally, and that was awesome. I don't I don't know how I'm gonna be able to handle my emotions. Uh, well, I, let me let me jump back because you mentioned the excitement you had on the blast off on the last day of of the federation event, the national event. What song was playing through your head as you blasted off that last day? Give me a song. I, I was just thinking. I wasn't even thinking about a song, but like 
I was pumped up, man. I, you know, I'm not, I'm more of a country guy, boring as that sounds, but like, I was thinking maybe some hardcore Metallica as I was blasting off. Like, it was like, you just want to be pumped up and ready to go get after it, you know? Then what song was playing after you lost that three and a half and four pounder? <laughs> the saddest one you can ever think of. <laughs> <laughs> What's a good sad song, Beck? I don't know. So you Indeed. had a bad day. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So, so Ca- Caleb, did you hire an agent yet to shake the John Cruz money tree, get you some more money after this win? <laughs> No agent fired. We know somebody over at Missile Bates if you want us to make a call for you. We can call. Yeah, great guys over there, man. I love John. love Shannon. Yeah, they're good. Shannon's busy playing his banjo. He's not answering. Yeah, they're good dudes. Uh, By the way, Brian (laughs) the Carpenter. Before we got started, he better be on. Brian, I do want to call you to the plate on something real quick. Yes. I know your song that plays through your head every time you launch the boat in tournament. Yeah. It's that? Journey. Don't stop believing. Hold on to the feeling. Yeah. Not bad. That's your skirt drop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 my horrible. No, stop Becky. No, you're not allow that. What the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, well, I was dancing. I don't have a lot of control over myself. Yeah. That was horrible. No, oh, it wasn't. I was dancing. And, 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 it's, and it's separate ways. <laughs> Come on. It did go separate ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your legs did. <laughs> yeah. I averted my eyes. I just hope my mom's like not watching. <laughs> Sorry about that, Caleb. That wasn't me. Sorry about that, world. That was Ric Flair. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that, world. No, um, sorry, world. Caleb, we have a lot of this funness to look forward to. Caleb, season. is it true they're cutting Gerald Spore for you? <laughs> I think that's true. I have no comment on the matter. Oh. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. Uh, I've, I've got a note here. I do want to ask you about this. How did did you get to meet the international competitors at the nation tournament? How was how was some of them guys? The Aussie? The, oh, dude, Dean Dean was awesome. Dean's a cool dude, isn't he? Yeah. Dean is cool as hell. Uh, Darrell actually told me to tell him hi. You booked you booked the trip with you? Yeah, yeah, Mike. I don't know if you remember down at the Riders event here on Salida Band. Oh, yeah. I helped out with helped you guys out. Yeah. Uh, ran a camera boat around for you guys. I got to go out in the boat with Dean and uh, Bob Bagby with Quan on, and we did a little crappie fishing. So I made sure that him and Caleb kind of said hello to each other and uh, and chatted. But Dean's a super good dude. Good guy. And he had a great finish, too, for him to come over here from Australia. Never Hell fished yeah. here before. And, you know, had a great showing. Yes, he did. Dude finished yes, seventh. You know, and I, I kept telling him, I was like, dude, that is awesome. Like, I don't think I can go over to Australia and finish seventh. Nope. nope. That, that's pretty stout. JT Kenny couldn't even get that in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> I do got to say, I think it's odd a southern accident come southern accent coming out of Sting. Seems uh, okay. So let me explain that. A lot of people get confused at Louisiana. If you're above I-10, you sound like I do. If you're below I-10, you sound like Stone Cold does. Where you you have to have subtitles for him. So we're kind of we're like biscuits and gravy, Louisiana, and these guys are etouffee and shrimp. There you go. We have the same thing going on in New Jersey. We have a road. A highway 195 that cuts the state in half. Trent. North of 195 yeah. talks differently yeah, than we right. do. So you know? true. So it is mm. the truth. So mm. true. One half, one half says car keys. The other half says khakis. Khakis. Now, that would be like probably another <laughs> 250 miles north says khakis. That's Boston. <laughs> Boston. Boston. <laughs> Bastard. All right. Say something for yeah. me. Start uh, I know. Somebody quick. So, are you going to pre-fish for the classic? Are you, are you going down there to uh, scout Lake Harwell? I'm going to make it back there. I have to. Uh, I got a lot. I got a lot more that I want to look at. Even though I've, I've looked at a lot already, but I got a lot more that I want to look at and and get my mind right for maybe what I might think that the fish are doing at that time. Mike. Yes. Do you have advice? For uh, for a man that's going to be fishing his first classic. 
Uh, oh, my spots. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean I I think what you did in the in the tournament you just won is a great you know it's a great stepping stone to what to do in the classic you know which is to just kind of fish what's happening in the current conditions you know the the worst thing you could do is to have pre preconceived notions and you know to have five thousand waypoints and to aimlessly run waypoints. You know, what you yeah. did there by, by just kind of, you know, fishing what's happening, man, that's mm-hmm. that's the way to win the Classic. You know, that's that's the way to win tournaments, you know. I, I'd like to just add to that. I I screwed up my first Classic, and I, I got caught with what a lot of people get caught with, which is like the deer in the headlights look because you're getting – you're sitting down and getting interviewed. You're the Federation National Champ, so you're going to get attention. Um, you know, you're going to have cameras. You're going to have – uh, people pushing you to be at, at places that mm-hmm. you want to be working on your tackle, and you've got to you've got to be out, you know, whining and dining. And uh, I'm looking sharp in the uh, full <laughs> full picture there. But uh, the uh, here's here's a piece of advice I wished I had, and I heard it uh, from George Cochran, um, who has won you know a couple classics, a couple FLW championships, and he's like, do not forget. That there's a tournament going on mm-hmm. when you're at the classic. It's very easy to do. You know, yeah. make sure that that's your focus. That's yeah. a good one. I got and, it. And what's your shtick? Because Brandon Palmick was the kid that lived out of the van and, or the yeah. truck, and and wasn't Hank Cherry the guy? I never went to a classic till I made it to the classic, and like everyone had a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to have a yeah. mo- you have like to have you a have motto to, or a tagline coming into this yeah. event. Because Mercer, Mercer will one. like attach to something, and then people remember you for it. Like I remember. You got to bring Sting with you to carry the fish up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you got to have a th- skeet, <laughs> yeah. yellow. Or just have Sting in the front row pointing at Mercer. That's the whole awesome. Time. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> you gotta go. Sting could be right behind Mercer, just standing there. Just. Yes. Oh, you <laughs> gotta <laughs> do it. Exactly. <laughs> On the table like you used to do. That'll be and it. Make sure Mercer treats my boy good. That'll be it. <laughs> like it. scary face. You know, like I don't even. <laughs> <laughs> was that supposed to be Mercer? <laughs> yeah, that's I funny. No, that was good. Distinctor. <laughs> Someone said, make sure you swear at dogs for good luck. <laughs> you stinking dogs. Did that bring you good luck that that day? No, that yeah, I don't know day. about that. No, it all went downhill <laughs> yeah, from yeah. that go, moment on. Look for on, the four-leaf so. clover before you look yeah. for the dog to curse at. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah, That's don't. a proven, tried-and-true uh, good luck charm. <laughs> Caleb, somebody wanted to know about that spoon that Pangrak gave you. Oh, yeah. Tell us about that. Tell us about the spoon. So you th- so uh, he was boat number 50, I was boat number 51, and uh, we're getting our tap. We both made it to the cut day. And uh, after he... he so we're working our tackle, getting our boats ready to be hooked up and launched. And uh, there was this little thing in my boat, and it's the size of a a Coke can tab. And I'm like, what do you want me to do with this? He's like, if you get in a pinch, tie it on, throw it out there. I think it was a – I don't even know what size it is. It's almost a half ounce, war eagle, flutes, jigging spoon. And uh, and the last three spots that I caught in that last day were, were 13 ounces. I mean, they were tail pinchers. And uh, when I ran back down, realized nothing was going back going on, and I ran back up, and I got back on my fish. They were schooling a little funny, but I knew they were there, and I knew where they were sitting, and I couldn't get them to eat anything else. And I had minutes till check in. I picked up that little spoon, let it hit the bottom. I'd give it two or three hops. I hooked up with one. Of course, I lost it. Just kind of laughed it off, made another cast, and uh, I think on back-to-back cast, I made. Two calls that gave me about, you know, another pound to pound and a half that made me feel a little bit better about my chances. And uh, I think I made my last call at 3.23 and doing a 3.30. And I was right around wow. the corner, so I made it in with a few minutes in. But I, I don't think I caught a fish on a spoon before in my life. But it, it was awesome to have, you know, just it goes to show you, you know, guys working well with each other and, and just good guys in the event and, just looking out for the next guy over, you know. Do you, do you two think you lost the first fish on the spoon because Matt gave you a spoon with crummy hooks on it? <laughs> no, I think I lost the first fish because that's just the day I was having. And the other two ate the spoon so good that they had all three treble hooks, one in a bottom lip and one in a top lip, and they couldn't open their mouth to spit it. <laughs> How quickly after the event did you call Sting and make fun of the way Matt says lure? <laughs> 
Did you do that right away? <laughs> I don't think I caught that. Yeah. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go ahead and reply back some videos and make sure I listen to that. Though. Yeah, please. <laughs> you know how he says it. <laughs> <laughs> you know how he says it. That's awesome. Well, Caleb, I'm I'm uh, I'm so happy for you, man. Uh, it was an awesome win. Uh, you got an amazing opportunity in front of you. I wish you the best, man. I I hope we have you on this show like a few more times next year after big wins. And That's right. uh, I have a feeling we'll be hearing a lot more from you in the future. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. I can't tell you how how eager I am to get started. Wish you the best, man. Best Caleb, of luck. Best of luck everybody. this year in the classic. Congratulations. Thanks, you too, Sting. <laughs> Let's be honest though, you have a better chance of getting on here, not from winning a tournament, but from just doing something ridiculous. Yeah, like humping the air. Exactly. We we like those people and we're gonna put them on. No. Yeah. No. I'm yes. just glad to have somebody to root for. Uh, I, I like that I like that Federation spot because from our year from our years, that was the only wild card spot that got into the event. Right. There weren't all these other backdoor ways in. No, there weren't a lot. I'm surprised that you feel that way, Zark. That an amateur gets to compete in the professional tournament. Uh, well, it's glad, I'm glad you mentioned that, Pike, because it goes against the whole premise of is it a playground or a proving ground. And here he is, 30 years old, laid off, and he's in the classic. No sponsors. $18,000 that he gets after the fact. What the hell is going on? I wonder if he even cashes the check or he just hands it back. Exactly. What's that? <laughs> the win? Yeah. yeah oh, the yeah. Win. yeah. Just yeah. like everything what? they give him. Just Jerry McKinnon's just, yeah, there just constantly flowing. Like Jerry McKinnon's yeah. just smoking like a giant $400 <laughs> cigar, just like lighting the check on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, kid. You know? Dude, he's in that giant new house he built <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. overlooking the White River. <laughs> he's sitting on like a, yeah, like, like, like a throne of bass bones. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like, oh, bass my God. bones. <laughs> in fact, in fact, I don't know if this rumor's true, but I heard he just hired Derek Remitz as his butler. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, man. We, got it. we need to go to something very positive. Why, yeah. why, why are we killing Derek Remitz? No! That's not a kill to Derek Remitz. <laughs> no. That's and there's funny. nothing wrong with being a butler anyway. Jerry, Jerry writes the check. Don't worry about it, fellas. That's coming right back. <laughs> that might be the first uh, softball Pete ever served to a character on the show. <laughs> you know, so, Mark, now you know what Pete finds funny. He finds us making fun of you hilarious. <laughs> Throws me right under the bus. I have no more softballs for you. <laughs> oh. All right, let's get this under control. Uh, keep keep up there with us, Pete. We've got uh, another segment coming up. It's been an amazing show. Uh, yeah, keep up with us. Uh, Brian DeCarpenter, taking a little break here real quick, a pee break and refill break, and then we're coming back. Yeah, What's but... the matter? Back. Why? Stop. Uh, Cut it. What? Cut it. Right, go to the Cut picture it. of that WWE guy that was surprised the Undertaker oh, lost. All right, but listen to me. Listen to me. Brian. We're going to take a break. Tell everybody hang in there with us. When we come back, this is the most important part of the show to me. When we come back, Pete, we're going to be announcing the three winners, including the first place winner of the Going Ike, Go Ike 17 contest. We're going to be. We get to see the. We're going to see them. We're going to review. We're going to pick the winner. We're going to pick second and third place. Man, I'm excited to see some of these videos. So hang in there with us. We're giving away big prizes and big money. On Ike Live. We'll be right back.